What's up, Craig? What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 2024 January 5th episode of Why Am I Like This? And it's the first episode of a new year. It's a Venus day as per usual, at least in Perth, Australia, which is where I'm at now. And it's also a five day of the month, which is also a Venus number. So it feels like there's a lot of Venus energy in this container, even more so than usual. And I'll say just before this, I was making a tobacco offering to fairly large gum tree which is pretty close to the property i'm staying on right now and i was purging a whole lot of programming which i'll say felt like it was creating negative emotions in my subtle body or in my spirit and it was happening very quickly at quite a rapid pace so I'm very interested to hear what comes through in this container. And I guess to begin with, I'll say that um, yeah, in this container, I only allow what's for the cosmic time of each and every being that joins this container inside and outside of time. I only allow what's for the highest and most healed timeline of each and every being and the collective beingness of the one or the one I know is Shekinah healed outside of our time. And I guess I'm going to start by transmitting a little bit on the topic of science <laughs> from the perspective of Nobu the Elder, Red Star, Green Cloud, the Heart Complex of the Body of Sekhmet, or Sirius C. And I'll start now. Ooh. Before I start, I'll say that Intrepid Bodies is saying that Venus is conjunct the supergalactic center. <laughs> so, yeah, that aligns. And I'll start. Matakaro tatarama sotale katoban satima sotalan katitalokatsa. Nianamakaru kataratamataratanam sotoran. Shara patatamadakatilaka. Tatamanarokata sopatara katish. Atanam katarapatakalim. Niele anaburu patatapestare. Katanamadur takatanam satere tatanimishta. Tiada anda bersatera berkata lemah tak kata. Kita ramasuk tepanan orang. Kita ramasuk. Kita ramasuk tarak kata teramatuk tiada. Ista. Kita ramasuk tepenek etenemat tak tepanan tetar. Ista. Kita ramatuk tepat ramatuk kata sama petakan. Kita Na anaman kadira e taramasuhtara matakatishtem. Hale, kota de manarapatakadamashto kadala katamatea. Shir, tita manarapatakadaramasaturo patakadena shtam. 
sitt efter på terumat och kateter och そこでれますとかだれかたもなさ。ゲタラマソフトペタラマカナマソフトやな。カダナマダルタカナナサティエネエネマシタ。シタダマダルタカダマタラカテエネセティエナマ。エネマトラサタラカネナヤナ。タラ
Chitam Anelaka Moa Samatil Nanitara Pusolaka Amati Taramukona Tsalip Achaparapsakanam Tsalip Anapasukatila Katarasapanam Satila Tanemashtola Tsatinemekatila Nanamotota tinamasaftipanamakalik Nanamotora pastaftamanitele kanam Shere patotara pasaftala sota timenan Timenan Tine asopatanamako Tine masopananikelen Tine manamanokalit Tiene más anamaroka, tiene más anakale, tiene más anamaroka, tiene más nikale saram, tiene nakale soram, tiene más nikale sonam, tiene nakale sonam. Tiena mala caporosa nam. Shia. Anna. Soy. Anna. Soy. Anna. Anna Anna Soy Anna Soy Anna Anam soyer. Anam soy katatalekasom, kitele katam sotoro, kitele kanam sotenushare, kitenam sotelekanam sala. Anam soy. Anam soy. Anam soy. Shia alakam satam anam soy.
Shia 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 Soy Shia Shia Shiam soy Shiam 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 soy Shiam 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 Soy Kotanda Naipsha Kotinda Kotan Kotanda naipsha kotinda kota 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 Mmm. 
Kutanda naivsha kutinda kuta. So before we jump into earth tongues, I'll say my guarantee for this container is that context will not be enmeshed and context will be disenmeshed and that I'll hold space for refinement of any sort, but particularly upon whether or not I uphold the guarantee successfully. And then I'm going to dig into the why am I like this channel in the broom to look at pinned messages which which represent questions that have been posed to me, see what comes up as a question that I want to answer today. And I guess the question that's coming up comes from Anna and it says what does it mean to unconsciously reach into someone else's akash and I'll say like as per usual or as per recent why am I like this containers I'm curious um what comes up for the people who are here when I read out this question and they allow it to be received in their field I'm happy to read out whatever anybody types, or I'm also down for anybody to unmute if they feel cold. What does it mean to unconsciously reach into someone else's akash? Or if anybody wants to chime in and talk about what the akash is to them, Intrepid Bodies is typing. <laughs> so many ways to answer both questions. I agree. I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes through. I guess while I'm waiting, I'll say slash repeat that this is a container where I channel the spirit of the Red Star Green Cloud or the spirit of Sirius C in order to produce articulations of um, vibrational wisdoms which come through the portal that I hold in this container in response to the questions. And also I hold space for the transmission of the vibrational wisdoms themselves, primordial to symbols and concepts. 
intrepid buddies says, I feel like the first way I would think about reaching it to someone else is a kush is maybe motivated by not being able to connect to value in one's own Akash or ancestral records. That aligns for me. <clears throat> I guess I'll say that my understanding, a suitable way of translating the word Akash is to use the word ether. But I also feel like the word ether is used in many different ways to represent um, what could be referred to as unseen energy or immaterial vibrations at different levels of, you could say, the frequency spectrum of the vibration of the all that is. And I feel like to simplify it a little bit, I would say that like a kush generally, I think, relates to information which is uh, accessible in realms which are immaterial or unseen. So, like, for me, I would say, like, when people talk about the ancestral Akash, they're talking about energy or vibrational information which comes from our Earth ancestry, which I say, I would say, um, is an expression of ether which arises from uh like you could say like denser vibrations and then sometimes people talk about the akashas being kind of like the record of all timelines or all possibilities and i would say that they're referring to vibrational information that arises at vaster um scales higher frequencies which seems a little bit contradictory to me that um like vast scales of beingness would produce higher frequencies of vibration or that denser scales of beingness would produce lower frequencies of vibration and I feel like there is a little bit of uh, semantic drift there or a little bit of the blurring of lines between like energy that presents as light and energy that presents as sound. Um, so lower sounds have lower frequencies are commonly associated with denser material and vaster sounds or light tends to have a higher frequency but tends to arise from vaster materials but um yeah i think like if we're talking about someone else's akash I would say that we're talking about information which is present either in one's sky ancestry, which again, I would say, according to my perspective, the perspective of my lineages arises from our connection to genetic material which is expressed in the ether, which we connect to via the space-time context of um, our heart space or Indra Sutra 
the pearl of connection, or that they're talking about the Akashic records that we're able to connect to via Indra Nidra, which is the pearl of the resting, which forms due to the genetic material that we connect to via DNA, which connects us to our Earth ancestry. And in that way, that Akash can be said to belong to us and our sky ancestors and our Earth ancestors, to which we are sort of uniquely connected in our vessels relative to other vessels. So I feel, I feel like that's how I would define that part of the question or my understanding of the words used in that part of the question. And then, yeah, I think it's only possible to reach from like one separate being into the Akash that belongs to another separate being. Um, if we're talking about those levels of the Akash versus say common Akash or completely common Akash. And then, um, yeah, I think like what aligns for me with what Hoda was saying is that if we're talking about unconsciously reaching into somebody else's Akash, then I would say that for me, I speak of someone becoming unconscious when there is a collapse of consciousness, which usually happens as a reaction to um, dysregulation which usually happens when there is not enough regulatory capacity in one's subtle body. Um, in order for that subtle body, which is connected to the gross body of a being, to respond to a given context, which is to say that there is something, there's some vibration which could be connected to a characteristic of a given context, which is resonating with something in the subtle body of a person, let's say. And that resonance occurs due to karmic accumulation or unresolved karma. And then that resonance creates um, like high amplitude, irregular vibrations, which cause dysregulation, which cannot be regulated because of a lack of capacity. And then when that happens, I would say that um, consciousness collapses and people tend to get like triggered. And I'll say that for me, like the term triggered relates to probably for most people, colloquially speaking, to say something like losing one's temper or freezing or fawning um, or becoming avoidant. But I would say that for me, when I say that somebody becomes triggered, I would say that um, their consciousness gets hijacked by behavioral programs or thought form complexes. And then to bring it back to the question, I would say that these behavioral patterns or thought form complexes result in behaviors that might be described as reaching into somebody else's a cut. 
And I feel like one thing I want to clarify is that I think usually when we talk about behavioral patterns or thought form complexes, we're talking about materialized behavior, right? So I might get triggered into running away from a certain situation, which is causing me to become dysregulated. I might get triggered into like becoming small and withdrawn such that I can no longer respond to what's happening in a conversation, which triggers me and causes me to become dysregulated. And these are all behaviors which show up in the material realm, like somebody else in what we call the material realm can see you running away. Somebody else or other beings can register a withdrawal or a lack of somebody taking up space by either moving or gesticulating or communicating using sound or sign language or body language or something like that. Whereas when we're talking about reaching into somebody else's akash, I would say that this is, you could say, a behavioral pattern which takes place in the unseen or a shifting into an energetic posture of, um, yeah, I'd say extraction. And then I'm kind of meditating on the specific nature of this kind of immaterial behavioral programming and how it might attach to one's subtle body in order to see if there's anything to clarify there. But while I'm doing that, please feel free to like text or unmute if there's anything you'd like to offer. Intrepidities says felt like some things are clicking into place for me. I'm definitely feeling a lot of stuff going on in my higher heart right now. So I guess what's coming up for me is that um as far as like the specific nature of immaterial behavioral programs that get invoked by the collapsing of consciousness or dysregulation of energy in one being, let's say person A, um, I feel like my sense is that what would be happening in this kind of situation is that there's a term that sometimes goes around in spiritual circles or like new age circles, uh, uh, which is like hijacking. I'd say that like the dynamic which I'm kind of tuning into is that if there is like a space and time or collections of space and time, which become dysregulated or become resonant in a given context then what i'm seeing or what i'm being shown 
is that these space times in one subtle body get corded through um, something that comes from outside the body, which also might interact with these space times via cording within that person's subtle body such that these cords sort of come through open chakras. And I'll say that as it pertains to reaching into other people's akash, what I'm seeing is that this tends to happen through um, the heart space or Indra Sutra via dynamics which ultimately connect to star beings which are, you could say, control-oriented or you could say like open to reaching into the space-times of other bodies coercively. And I would say that for the most part, person A, you could say their vessel is being used by a star being, which may be the star being which relates to their vaster self, but most commonly is an incursion from outside of the space-time of their subtle body. And that, yeah, person A is more or less usually unconscious of this happening, like this happens without the intention of their self-conceptualizing self. I'd say it often happens in dreams where the self-concept is sort of bypassed or at least very quiet and sometimes not even able to observe what's happening. Um, and most of the time, unless we're talking about lucid dreaming, not able to affect what's happening. <clears throat> and then I would say that the behavioral programs, immaterial behavioral programs, which are invoked by this incursion from outside <clears throat> the subtle body of person A, tend to activate or make use of the higher heart, the third eye, and the crown, and the heart space of the subtle body of person A in order to attach cords to the subtle body of another person, let's say person B, and then get access to their akash via person B's um, connection to their sky ancestry or their earth ancestry via what I've been calling Indra Sutra and Indra Nidra, such that the vibrational information that arises from the genetic material which is accessible via those subtle organs, Indra Sutra and Indra Nidra, becomes available to the vessel of person A and then via the vessel of person A to that star being. Or you could say even the aspects of that star being which are control-oriented because I feel like it's important to say that just like in most, let's just say like people, like humans, 
there are contexts in which we embody selves which are more control oriented or like more unconscious and then there are contexts which we embody you know parts of self which are more conscious more regulated and i would say that the same applies to star beings or planetary beings or yeah vaster beings as well as we could say like so-called denser beings like animals and such um so i feel like it's important to point out that just like we can become dysregulated and do things unconsciously i think the same thing applies to um many different you could say levels or types of being <clears throat> And hopefully that clarifies in some way like the metaphysical dynamics of how one person might reach a person. And then I would say like this isn't really part of the question, but I feel called to channel a little bit on the why of this operation. And I guess in service of channeling on the why of this, I'll talk about like some of the dynamics that occur when person A reaches into person B's Akash unconsciously. And I'll say like one of the dynamics that I'm pretty familiar with is that Either the earth and or the sky ancestors of person A would like some of the information or wisdom which is available in the earth and or sky ancestry of person B so that person A can absorb this information and match it to symbols and concepts which they can use to articulate this information as if it's information that they gathered either from doing research in the material realm or by putting symbols and concepts to information which arises from their own akash and i would say that this is kind of a highly detailed way of talking about a dynamic which is commonly referred to as appropriation So I'll just make it simpler again and say that often when person A unconsciously reaches into person B's Akash, they end up appropriating wisdoms from the earth and or sky ancestry of person B. And again, I would say that for the most part, we're talking about unconscious appropriation. And I would say that on the level of, let's say, humans or people, this serves person A. And I think this aligns with what Hodo was saying about not being able to connect to valor in their own Akash. Because often informational wisdom can be used as coping. Um, it can make people feel like they understand the world or they understand their experiences in the world better. And that can make them feel like they're more capable of like conceptually or like using concepts to regulate their nervous systems in response to their experiences in the world. And then I would say for certain people, being able to articulate the wisdoms of stuff that happens in other people's Akash 
is actually capitalizable because they can package these wisdoms as so-called like their own wisdoms and then use this to bolster their reputation. They can use this to um, impart this information to other people and ask for energy exchange or money in return. They can write books and sell books um, and otherwise profit from the information that they're able to articulate based on the vibrations that they're reaching into from other people's Akashic records. <clears throat> and then I'd say like on the level of the star beings that kind of orchestrate this behavior, I would say that they tend to <clears throat> benefit at least in one way, which is when the awareness of both person A and person B becomes collapsed in some way because they become dysregulated and therefore unconscious, I would say that the energy of that awareness becomes available to those star beings. And then those star beings or those parts of those star beings can orchestrate that awareness um, in ways that increases the influence of those star beings or those parts of star beings. And with that influence, you could argue that they might um, build structures which allow them to more easily enable or enact these metaphysical dynamics amongst more people. Um, or, yeah, I guess you could simply say that by being able to pull in the space-time which constitutes the awareness which is being harvested, they have more access to more space-time and they have more access to the perspectives of those space-times and they have more access to influence the way that other beings are connected to those space-times are orchestrating their perception from the perspectives of those space times. Um, and then I would say like this dynamic of appropriation tends to exacerbate polarity between humans on earth. So I would say that due to this dynamic occurring over a long period of time, you could say that certain lineages have benefited from this dynamic and other lineages have suffered from this dynamic. And I would say that this, you know, like you might ask like why some lineages and not others. And I would say that the trauma and the conditioning and the behavioral patterning, which attach to the trauma and the conditioning of certain lineages predisposes them to being um, easily used by these star beings and parts of star beings in order to unconsciously reach into the akasha of other beings typically the lineages which tend to be disadvantaged by these metaphysical dynamics and then i would say that that polarity tends to create agitation it tends to create disparity in wealth and these disparities in wealth and this agitation and this resentment all tends to create 
dysregulation, which again leads to a collapse of consciousness, which again leads to an unconscious giving of um, awareness or space-time, which can be, quote, harvested, unquote, by these star beings or unconscious parts of star beings, which, like I said before, allows them to increase their influence or allows them to increase the size of their portfolio of space-time across different fabrics of space-time in the subtle body of the one. And I feel like the transmission in response to this question is complete, but I'm just going to hold space to see if anybody else who's in the container right now has any questions or has anything to offer before I close the container. Not right now, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, I don't see anybody else typing, so I'll close the container energetically now and I'll close it lexically by saying or reminding anyone who's listening outside of the time of this container that this is a container called why am I like this it happens Every Friday, right now it's happening at 10 o'clock in the morning, Perth time, Australia. And in the moon night of Jupiter Day, of time zones pertaining to the United States of America, um, Why Am I Like This is a container which is offered from the Broom Radio, which will soon have a website but for now also has a YouTube channel where we post recordings such as this one, a Spotify podcast, which is also available on other podcast platforms where we post these recordings. But I would say primarily if you want to get involved live, you can join a Discord server, which is called The Broom, and you can find the link in the description of this recording if you would like to join us live. For this container or for any of the other containers that we hold, in the broom but finally i'd like to thank you for listening and um i'd like to remind you that i hold space for refinement of any kind whether it pertains to my guarantee of disenmeshing contexts and not causing contexts to be enmeshed and or whether it pertains to disagreement with what i'm channeling or how i'm channeling it and I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much. Peace.